Hey. Hey. Um. Welcome. One and all. And all in one. <laughs> all right, there. You'll freaking musketeer settle down all right i was i wasn't done clearly i have a planned introduction okay. that i you kind of just steamrolled me okay you know? i apologize for steamrolling you i will never do it again ever <laughs> that's that's what i like to hear um ever i'm kind of tired so um, yeah you mentioned that you did not sleep well last night physically <laughs> right right i the thing is is that i slept uh soundly throughout the night but um i think my my body was um not in the best position because my my back is ju- it's just a little sore you know yeah sort of like you know paul going into uh deep spice trance where you know mentally um he's fine but you know physically he's almost died so um it's kind of like that so you feel like last night you were physically almost dead but mentally you were (laughs) in a trance-like state yeah yeah i think that's i think that's fair fair to say except after paul wakes up he i mean he he feels pretty good and 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 and, and is, uh, <laughs> I mean, pretty much at the height of his abilities. Yeah. After he wakes up from his spice trans, whereas when you woke up, you probably felt like shit. <laughs> yeah, and then I mean, I had to, I'd like go to work. So. Yeah. I mean, I guess Paul had to go to work too in a way, but it seemed like he was excited for it, you know, so. Yeah, his his work is both harder and more fulfilling than your job will ever be. Yeah, I mean, I guess I just got to try and be emperor. Yeah, we can we can all. Uh, th- that's a good goal for all of us to have. One day we one day we will be king or queen. <laughs> Rise and grind. You know? Yeah, it's like yeah. Go after the spread like you are going to be the emperor of the galaxy. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean. Get that spice, In a perfect world, we'd be living in a liberal monarchy. A liberal space monarchy. Right, thank you. That was important. Fuck all this, uh, you know, what what is it? Um, uh, Fully automated gay luxury space communism. Right. Fuck that. Let's let's go back to... uh, monarchy but with a a liberal twist Mm. we can yas queen literally (laughs) right well well i'm not gonna get even close to topping that so i think we should get into it Um, (laughs) let's do it so we we gotta this is one of our special episodes it's a special you know? one yeah it's it's an exciting uh little little bit of a, a a break from the norm yeah um we're not here to talk about a book we just got done watching the first 
three episodes of the Sci-Fi Channel Dune miniseries. Well, it's not. It's that's the entirety of it. Okay. Well, we watch the Dune. But there's, we but watch there's the two, Dune miniseries. Okay. So this is, but this is like part one, right? Isn't there another one? So this is the Dune miniseries, yeah, which what? which I am referring to lovingly as Dune Two Thousand. Okay. This sounds cool like that, I think. Because it was put out in the year of 2000. Right. I said uh, that, so continue. Okay. And uh, the next one is Children of Dune, which came out short, like a couple years afterwards, which is a right, right, right. miniseries. Right. So, but it's also on the Sci Fi channel, right? It's yeah. also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just, it's the second part of the Dune miniseries. It's a, it's a second Dune miniseries. Right, just like there's a, this, this is like the Dune. We're reading the Dune saga, and the first book is called Dune. Like this is like the Dune miniseries, and the first part of it is Dune. You know? Sure. Yeah. So that's what that's what okay. I mean. That works. So, so is we're talking about Dune? Sorry, Dune two thousand. Thank you. But uh, the next one is Children of Dune 2000. Is that the idea? I think it's 2003. Wait, 2002, 2003? I think 2003. it's three. I'll, I'll, I'll double check, though. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Dune 2000s. Um, I, I mean, I'd say I didn't know what to expect. It is 2003. That. Cool. Um, Children of Dune, two thousand three. Yeah, I like it. I don't. Okay. Well, <laughs> it doesn't really roll off the tongue as well. But no, uh, I really. mean it's, that's a good point. You're right. That's probably still what we'll call it. But I yeah, you know. that is what we'll call it. <laughs> what about COD O three or C O D O three? Sounds like a Star Wars droid. Yeah, that's kind of cool, right? C3PO knockoff. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll we'll workshop it, you know. Okay. We're not there yet, is the thing. We're, we're getting we're yet. getting ahead of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um we will be there soon, but not yet. Um Yeah, so I I didn't know what to expect in the sense that um I didn't know what I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know like if I'd recognize any actors who was in it. I didn't know even like what it looked like. I didn't even know if people like liked it. Yeah. If thought it was good. I just absolutely zero, um, zero knowledge pertaining to this going into it. Other than that, it was from the year 2000 and it was, um, made by and aired on the sci-fi channel Mm -hmm. so i was expecting it to look like shit yeah Um, oh yeah that's that's a given i mean (laughs) so pretty much any sci-fi movie from the year 2000 you can guarantee will look like shit but it being a sci-fi channel original miniseries right puts it on a whole other level Yes. That that's a guarantee to be to to look even shittier. Yeah. But it really I was really struck by this thought. Like when I was um going through high school, um my my high school buddies and I would 
like to watch sci-fi channels, uh, sci-fi channel movies, original movies and shows as we did. And, um, you know, engage in the, the lampooning of them. Yeah. That's what you did back then. It, it, it is. Yeah. It's just, just as sad and, and pathetic, um, and fedora tipping as you might think. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, in, it's, it's, in those days, in those days, it would not be um, out of the ordinary to see you wearing an actual fedora. No, no, it's it would it would be. Oh, no, no, really there are pictures. It, there are pictures. Really, there's, I mean, there's like a like one. Yeah, I think I think probably more than one. One or two, like yeah. two, one or two. Okay, it's not more than four. I probably not more. I, so, I'm gonna um, say it's around three or four. You can't you can't prove it's more than four, so uh, we're gonna say two. Okay. Um, and that's neither here nor there. Yeah. The the point is that at that point, um, sci-fi, the sci-fi channel was very much in on it, and and clearly was making movies with the understanding that um you know that they were making intentional B movies and that a lot of the enjoyment of watching them came from, um, you know, that they were cheap over the top, uh, productions. So, so, you know, it's kind of like tongue in cheek during that time, you know, it's like, Oh, that that's where you get, uh, I don't know, like the first Sharknado and all their other, I, uh, I really feel like this is before they were in on the joke. No. Well, so that's, 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 you steamrolled me again. You kind of, you kind of just came, came right in and steamrolled me. I was getting to a point. I'm saying when I was in high school, which that means 2006, seven, eight, nine, seven, eight, nine at least, and then ten. You know, so like years after. So, so what I was trying to get to before you steamrolled me, which you promised you would never do again, and here we are. <laughs> minutes later I was struck by this sense that um, this Dune miniseries was trying very hard to to be the best version of itself as it could be within their means, within their budget and their ability Um, and that it was because of like these earnest campy but like hard on sleeve movies that they that they were making that that's kind of where the the later movies obviously came from Mm -hmm. when they they kind of realized they could probably just make more money like winking at the camera and like oh see we know it's shit too instead of you know like trying to make something like i i think um with genuine care and and love for the property even if the end result is still like the same in that it's like not yeah, the quality is still poor. You see what I'm saying there? You, I do. Yeah, right. Yeah, you okay. took you took a while to get there, but I do under I do get what you are saying. It, there, yeah. it would have taken a little bit less time if I feel like I wasn't <laughs> interrupted or mm-hmm. steamrolled. Um, but it, it's fine. It, okay. I mean, it's not it's not a great point, but it's something that I, I wanted to vocalize. You know, I, I guess really, I just it, it feels like there was a lot of work and care put into this. Even though, like, watching it, I think it's easy as an audience member, especially in 2021, to, uh, 
I don't know to roll my eyes at it a bit too. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, there's there's definitely a fair bit of eye rolling in this production. Uh, yeah, again with the effects, I mean, um, it, it's it's funny. It's very very funny to me that you know this did come out in two thousand. You know, uh, sixteen years after the original Dune movie came out and like <laughs> yes. at some points the effects are just they're worse they're worse oh. than the 1984 movie absolutely i think the david lynch film looks better by a mile like yeah yeah um and obviously the budgets for the for these two things i'm sure were very different david lynch i think had a lot of money to play with. david lynch had a um, monster budget uh hollywood blockbuster yeah. budget uh potential star wars budget you know they wanted their, they, they 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 put in star wars money for uh right for the first dune yeah so i mean yeah even just comparing like the worm shots like i think the worm shots are some of the absolute best um effects in in the lynch film yeah you know that they really do you know feels timeless in the sense that the way that they did it still holds up today like you wouldn't improve on that effect necessarily um you know whereas in dune 2000 it's like watching a pre-rendered cutscene from a playstation one game yeah i mean um, the big difference really is like they they you know utilized a lot of practical effects in dune 84 yeah and those look good and they hold up today like in certain ways, whereas CGI from 2000 just looks so bad now. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It didn't really, really ever look good, but it just looks so bad now. No. There were times in the miniseries where I felt like it worked, though. Like, especially um, during the, the, the final climactic battle at the end in episode three. Um, there was like a couple times where they pulled away from, um, like the the Arakeen Citadel yeah. and the Emperor's um, temporary like city palace, and uh, like you could you could tell that like the the people running around were CGI, but like from far enough away they still kind of looked like real people. Like I thought it was well done. Like you have the Harkonnens and the red and black like samurai outfits fighting the the fremen and um not to say that it was like good but i felt like that was like a good use of it given yeah, um yeah how how poorly it was used in a lot of other places yeah so it, I, 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 it wasn't I all bad once you kind of get into it and like realize that this is what it is i i yeah i, I feel like it's it's kind of it, it is kind of charming in its it own is. way um, yeah it works. It, it does. does. Yeah, it does work. And a lot of the like the backgrounds, like the the, the desert backgrounds, like they're they're noticeably not real, but yeah, it, it it makes it feel like a play, kind of. It makes it you know they're on sets, and you can kind of it feels like they're going from scene to scene. It it it, it, it kind of you know there's a kind of a uh a, a theater aspect to it, I guess that I that I I I felt. Yeah. No, I think that's. Uh, a good thing to point out there's definitely times where you can tell the whole background is just like a portrait yeah um you know like when they're in the they say sieges in this which they say sieges yeah yeah uh kind of drove me 
you know, it's like Saich. There's there's a lot right? of um, pronunciation <laughs> issues Holy that I had. shit. I mean, we uh, can we agree on the big one? I feel like we have to know what it is, right? What is it? Uh, well, is it Chaney? Yes, yeah. it's Chaney. Yeah, I know. Yes. Yeah, I don't like that one bit. I mean, first off, the whole time I'm thinking of Dick Cheney, which is just wrong. Yes, I know. I I had the same thought. How could you not? <laughs> and, and I mean, like, I don't know. How could you look at that name and be like Cheney? Who uh, who was responsible for that? Yeah, I honestly, don't know. it was one of the the worst. The first time that they said it, Tony and I. Tony watched it with me, by the way. Well, you're lucky that your girlfriend watched it with me. <laughs> Stop. Not, I feel like every time I bring that up, like it's not. There's no comparison to be made. But I just thought you should know. Okay. Um, she, and uh, she was like, "Did they just say that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's got to be. You know, they just like slipped up. You know." Yeah. Like, like it's Cause, just because they're also, you know, I feel like there is also some some uh, inconsistent pronunciation too. Like between like yeah, like th- th- there are things that are pronounced differently like from per like like lado and lido like like a few yep. people do say lido so, but then others yeah. do say lado so it's it, it's uh i don't know definitely well i mean part of that too i think comes from like it feels like every other actor in this production has like a different accent yeah okay so There's this is like another, italian this is, i know people greek people yeah. russian people it's so weird who the fuck this is the most like eclectic nonsensical i know uh, even cast. even um like because what's hilarious because i think paul and paul and uh lito have american accents yes and jessica and alia or alia in this film right uh, they have okay. british accents yep which is not really how that works no no i mean um but hey for alia i don't know she Maybe she learned how to talk from, uh, you know, one of the million other lives in her in her head that was British. Yeah, yeah, I guess that could be the case. No, I'm I'm just I'm just bullshit. It could be it's the case. Dumb. That could be it. It, it, it could, could it. it could be the case. If you want to make mean, excuses, like, that's that's a good one. Well, I don't want to make excuses. I want to say that it's dumb. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. Um, how about we... I feel like we were talking a lot about, like... Or or at least I was kind of bringing up my expectations and then, like... Or, or, or my lack of expectations and then, like, this is yeah. kind of what we got. Mm. Um, how about we re- rewind a little bit, start at the beginning. Because um, I like the way this starts off. Like, when I started that first episode and you get the the title screen with uh, Dune in that cool font and then yeah. like the, the opening credits, with the music playing. And then you get a bit of that introduction with the, um, you know, with Dune just like there. Um, I liked all that. And I especially liked uh, the way, the way it, the way that it starts with Paul in the ship, yeah, uh, you know, getting ready to meet the Reverend Mother and all that shit. 
Um, I feel like it established a lot of stuff that I did like about this early on, which is that um, the miniseries is not afraid to take liberties with, uh, like, the dialogue or setting. Like, things weren't... We are going to talk about the differences and some of the bigger differences, but overall, you know, things aren't drastically no different in this. No. But I remember watching the David Lynch film and, like, being struck by how many of the lines were ripped directly from the book. And I appreciate that this adaption wasn't trying to be so... Um, you know, like slavishly adhering to uh, to getting everything right. Because I feel like it had a lot of fun, like playing with, oh, you know, where is this scene really going to take place? And like, what's the costume design going to be like? Like this miniseries feels like so much more colorful and out there. And like, um, I I like that weirdness about it. So like when it started and like they're already in space, that you know they just cut out like all the Caladan shit. Yeah. They're just already in space, which I think was a cool move. And then it makes a lot more sense than just um you know having like five minutes on Caladan and then boom they're right. on Arrakis. Right. I think so too. It it makes it feel like much better paced because a decent amount of the beginning of the the book, reading the book itself, you know, like you spend time on Caladan, but there's no time spent, just like you're saying, otherwise, um, in the Lynch film. So I, I do think it makes a lot more sense to just, they're gone, right? And then you see the Reverend Mother, and um, man, like her costume design, I feel like was like a big flag, like a big sign for like, you know, we're kind of going to get weird with it. And uh, yeah. they did. I like that. Yeah, you know, the Lynch film was very weird. It, but, it was. But weird in a way that it was, uh, like, you know, weird for weirdness sake. You know, uh, weird in, in ways that didn't really make sense with the... the um, you know, the text that they were trying to adapt um, a lot of the time, it, it just, it, it was kind of just, just came out of left field. Um, and this, I feel like is definitely like as soon as, as it opens up, like you can tell the, the Star Trek, Star Wars influence, like especially Star Trek, like yeah. uh, th- th- there are, everyone's wearing funny hats. Mm hmm. You know, uh, there, there, there is, it, it, you know, it seems like there is a, uh, culture that is, um, kind of, uh, popular, like, yeah, popular culture, dress sense, um, and obviously that differs between planets or houses or whatever. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's not boring to look at it's it, <laughs> no never it, it's it's very bright and colorful and in weird it's it's consistently weird where whereas you know with the with, with the 84 film it 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 just kind of there was like flashes of of strangeness and then kind of back to the the plot so i yeah i did appreciate that they kind of made a um a more realistically out there uh society i guess yeah 
it to me it feels very um like i i don't know what i don't know what to call it but just like that um campier older sci-fi aesthetic where yeah. um you know the uh the things that they wear are specifically made to telegraph like this is sci-fi you know what i mean yeah definitely yeah like yeah like it's not practical no one in the right mind would ever wear these things it's 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 simply to create the effect of this being like a strange spacey population of, of people like um like fade rautha when he just has like this triangle fabric like in the Mm. back it's just mm. like velcro to like his back yeah or yeah all the dumbass hats that people wear um i mean like none of it none of it makes any sense in terms of like a except i i did like um some of the more like formal royal wear like during the dinner scene paul's white attire i think um yeah felt felt like uh very intentional in its design. Like I, I can understand where that was coming from. Um, so yeah, some of the things that are more reserved, I did not like the still suits in this as much as the David so, Lynch. Wh- no, not at all. What I thought, so the, 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 the still suits in this move in, in this miniseries look like Halloween costume still suits. Yeah, they like, really do. They look like the Halloween costume versions of the 1984 still like <laughs> like like that probably i would not be surprised if those were just like halloween costumes that were put out in promotion of the 1984 movie <laughs> they just like yeah. ca- just like got their hands on them and like okay we're all set now because because yeah they they just look they they're they don't look good at all they're uh yeah they, they look very flimsy and right um they don't look like they could protect anybody in a desert no that's definitely the thing right it's like at first, I was like, what's with this, like, weird camo thing? Like, I thought maybe it was, like, the coloring or the... Yeah. But, yeah, it's not that at all. Like, they just, um... Well, I mean, just like you said, they they seem just, like, so poorly made. It's not not believable in the sense that, uh, you know, that this is what's going to protect you in the, no. the harsh Fremen landscape. No way. Or the, the, the dunes. So, yeah. um... I don't know. And even Tony and I would, like, keep track of, uh... Every time, like, uh, characters would be shown with blue eyes, but then, like, later or in the same scene, they just don't have the effect anymore. Like, so things would be just so inconsistent yeah, in that sense. I, I actually kind of like the uh, the effect on the eyes because I don't think it's as inconsistent as as you think. It's It only appears, like, in certain angles and, and like... It when, does when, when like light is like reflected on the eyes a certain way they can be just bright blue or or just showing barely any blue or none at all and so I kind of like that it's it 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 seemed it, I I mean I don't know it seemed kind of natural to me um, maybe it just feels like there's times where regardless of the lighting they like really want you to know like this character has blue eyes so I feel like that's the inconsistency like because sometimes I think they'll do the effect no matter what to show you the effect yes that's and true. then sometimes it feels like the effect just comes off I agree it's because of the lighting because like you can kind of see it happen in real time however they did it um 
but it it just to me it just felt like another piece of like this like shoddy construction which yeah no i mean I th- I again like made it fun to watch like i yeah. actually enjoyed that aspect of it so yeah no i i don't think it was it was perfect um i just liked its imperfection i guess yeah um i don't i don't have a lot of like structure to this discussion so i don't know if there's something else you want to talk about but i was thinking we might discuss um like the actors themselves next like how we feel about the the people who got these roles and if Mm -hmm. they were able to communicate what we feel is like important about those parts yeah well or not yeah i mean so first off uh they're all white yep again yeah, they they are. Yeah. So that's uh it's an issue. It's just I don't know. It's another thing like I brought that up to Tony. I'm like, "Man, all the Fremen are white, huh?" And she's like, "Why does that matter?" Not to say not not to be like Tony doesn't give a shit or whatever. Like, but but I was like, "Well, does it not seem like the Fremen are like obviously drawing on Middle Eastern culture like the, you know, and then you just make them all white? Like, isn't that a little there's even like Middle Eastern music playing in the background. Yeah, yeah, a lot of the yeah. times. I mean, like, um, so yeah, I, I, it's still not a decision that, um, you know, that I agree with. Uh, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think about the uh, the trailers for the upcoming Dune movie, and I, I don't know. I, I think they might all be white again. I don't really remember. Not all of them, but they're not all white. No, I mean, there, there's, there's more color. I don't think it's nearly enough but yeah i'll take a look yeah. at it again but uh but yeah i mean I've, that that wasn't surprising to me that was something that i i knew was probably gonna happen going in um but uh, yeah it's still it still sucks and just, it just honestly just like it just seems silly just like I yeah don't know, it doesn't seem good in any sense um but that aside i actually I I really like this cast overall. Um, I, I I thought they I mean I I really felt like they were better better suited than than the cast of the eighty four movie in in a lot of uh, different ways. Um, what do you think? Yeah. Um, I'm. I'm inclined to agree with you. I I think it depends. I guess how I feel about it is um part of me feels like wow, I'm really shit at this. I think this is the most concise way I want to say it. Um I'm not so sure that the cast is any better than the David Lynch film. But here in the miniseries, they have the benefit of this being spread out into three hour and a half long episodes. So four and a half hours total, right? Um, or oh, fuck, I did that math wrong. Three and a half hours total, right? Wait, yeah. fuck. Was I right the first time? Yeah, I think you were right. Yeah, you were right the first time. Okay, I was right the, I was right the yeah. first time. Four and a half hours total. I said I was tired. It's okay. So like... The scenes that these actors are given have so much more time to breathe. You know, the material that they're able to work with is just paced better, you know? Um, so I'm, I'm watching the miniseries and like, I was still kind of uh, left with this feeling that 
no one really blew me away with their acting, you know. And I think that's, again, part of it. Like, it's supposed to be kind of, like, corny and ham-fisted mm. and a little over the top. So, like, I wasn't expecting anything uh, with, like, weight necessarily. But, like, I'm not convinced anyone here is, like, a better actor than they were in the David Lynch film. So, okay, I, so... I just think that they have a better opportunity to be these characters. Definitely. And I think part of that is the the runtime, but... I, I really think it's mo- mostly just the the writers and directors like know like actually knowing the source material and knowing these characters better than David Lynch did. Like, yeah. Like I I love David Lynch very very much, and many many actors in the Dune eighty four movie I think are. They're incredible actors that, you know, you, you got Kyle McLaughlin as Paul, you got uh, Patrick Stewart, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Jack Nance, you have Everett McGill, who is also in Twin Peaks. He plays Stilgar in the, in, in, in the 84 movie, and I love him. And there, there's many more that are they're great actors. But it just it didn't come together the way it should have because, I mean, like, like I said last time when we covered the 84 movie, it might be reaching, but like, I don't really know if David Lynch even read the entire book or like, I mean, there's a reason why he's so dismissive of this movie. Like this is like the, the, the one movie he will admit to being a failure, you know? Yeah. And you know, a lot of that could be on, on, um, you know, the, the studio cutting, cutting it, you know, not how David Lynch wanted it to be cut, but I, I really just don't think he's a, 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 a Dune fan. Um, yeah. And I, and I think that is where it, it falls apart. Cause, cause Kyle McLaughlin could have, he could have played a fucking killer Paul, an absolutely killer Paul. Um, but he, he didn't get that, you know, all, all he got to work with was kind of a bland, like Luke Skywalker light kind of character. Yeah. Um, and in this adaptation, yeah, I think they have a lot more room to, to be well-rounded characters. Um, I think the guy who plays Paul, Alec Newman, I think is Mm -hmm. his name. Um, he, you know, would not be my first pick to, to play Paul, but I think he actually does a really good job. I think he, he, he tries and there's, there's some moments where he can really, you know, you know, has has scenes to chew on, and uh, um, you know, I I I think really pulls it off most of the time. Yeah. Uh, Although to be fair, I did get, especially in the first episode, I, I definitely um, got episode four Luke Skywalker vibes yeah, from him. Yeah, the Luke Skywalker so vibes I mean. are still there for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean. Which is fine. I think that's, you know, supposed to be there because yeah. um, you kind of see how these franchises, these series have um, influenced and bounced off of one another yeah. over the years. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's always going to be there. I think that's going to be there in the new movie, too, because I think that Luke Skywalker draws from Paul in in those oh, yeah. um, big time. those aspects. So a big issue I had is is that. um he had short hair the entire time. Well, he had 
he had longer hair in the first two episodes, and then he got a haircut in it wasn't, the last episode. It wasn't very long, though. It wasn't long enough wasn't for you? Long, no. no, no, not no, not at all. Yeah. The uh, A good thing about having the, the first film be put out in the 80s is that the long hair was kind of acceptable. And, right. And his, his long, dark hair is referenced in the book, you know? Yeah, um, it is supposed to be and, longer, yeah. Yeah, and in 2000... That's not what what is in, you know. No. But like both Fade and and Paul had had very much shorter hair than they should have had, and that that bothered me a lot. True, I see that. Thank yeah, God, um, thank God, Duncan still had long hair. Yeah, yeah. The guy they got to play Duncan, I thought was one of the better actors. Yeah, he was really good. And honestly, like probably the only like real like handsome guy there. Like I don't yeah. know, everyone else kind of looked like. Uh, a wet mayo sandwich most of the yeah, time. Yeah, a I lot mean. of mayo sandwich. I mean, I I, so. I think uh, Duke Lita was a big mayo sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the poor guy. Um, I know. I, he didn't really feel like uh, as as imposing or larger than life than I think he needed to. No, um, no. I mean, you know, for that it. that was one of the good things in the '84 movie. I thought they had a good Duke Lita, and uh, yeah, in the new Dune movie, that's Oscar Isaac. Yep, I and think that'll so, work. I think that will work. I think I think he'll do it too. I, I think he'll do a good job. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Thinking about like the the comparison between these actors, uh, you know this this Gurney mm-hmm. Gurney man, as he was inexplicably yeah. called several times. I don't know why. It was like <laughs> he was never once called that in the book, as far as I remember. But maybe maybe Gurney once. Man. I don't know. Um, well, if it was only once, they really ran with it. They did. It was a lot. But yeah. but uh, I really liked the guy they got to play Gurney, and I even like. There's a small scene with him like playing the balisset at the yeah. start of it. Yeah. Um, there's the scene at the dinner party where him and Paul are getting drunk on the spice beer, and he's playing a bit. Like, I really yeah. like that they like opened up his character to oh, include absolutely. that facet of it. So much it's better so than important. than Patrick Stewart. Yeah, yeah. And Patrick I know. Stewart, if again he could have played a good gurney, he doesn't. He looks nothing like Gurney, but he could have yeah. played a good gurney if he was given the tools he needed right. to do so. Uh, but so yeah, this this, this guy is the perfect gurney. He's perfect. Yeah. And Patrick Stewart, if you're listening, um, you know, right? It's it's not a slight against no, not at all you or your uh, you know personal efforts in, in bringing this character to life. Um, you know, unfortunately, it's just the hand you were dealt. So. Yeah, that motherfucker Lynch. Yeah. Um. So that so that was good. Yeah, Duncan was good. Gurney was good. Um. Hot, yeah. Hot, kind of curiously doesn't have a lot to do here. He no, gets he's, like he's, completely yeah. removed mm-hmm. from this story. Yeah. After uh, the assassination, he's and, got a and very... everything's focused on Gurney. Exactly. Yeah. On. He he's just he he just dies presumably. Right. Um. They they decided to cut that that subplot out, which uh, yep. I mean, of course, even in a a. A four and a half hour production. There, there are things you would need to cut out of Dune because that's just how, how, how totally. big of a story it is. Um, but yeah, that was disappointing um, because the guy who played 
how I feel like was decent, and I think it, it, it you know could have ended up uh, adding to it if they did, you know. Maybe um, make him. I feel like extract that the mentats. <laughs> gross. <laughs> the cat milk must flow. Yeah. yeah. I feel like with the mentats, this miniseries was drawing on the '84 movie for inspiration because. I remember thinking watching that Lynch film, like especially with uh, Peter with his giant fucking goofy eyebrows and shit, like yeah, that the Mentats were kind of made to to look different, to like be weirder and, and yeah. stranger in a certain way, and like this kind of does that same thing. Peter in this adaptation also looks fucking goofy as hell. You he know? does. He looks very um, goofy. Yeah, and like. I think that's another missed opportunity because in the book, you know, Peter is supposed to be like this cold-blooded killer. Like, I imagine him like very hawk-like, very, you know, like yeah. creepy. Like, he's not stern. He's also, he has like this um, uh, fun, not fun, but like a joking personality to go along yeah. with like this ice-cold killer feel. And like, I think he should like look lethal, you know? Yeah, but, yeah, I think so. But too. both right. times he's just made to look like a fucking goofball, and it's like, okay, I know he doesn't matter that much, but um, I liked Peter for his time in the book, like thinking about yeah. how he would be portrayed, and, and neither adaption has come anywhere close to where I think the Mentats should be. So. Yeah, and and then here too, it's like uh, his his kind of gross lust for Jessica kind of just comes off. I don't know as strange because it just happens all of a sudden and there's nothing that builds up to it yeah anyway so i don't know how about um before we pivot to the the next point how about how about we wrap up our actor discussion i want to talk about the emperor and i want to talk about the baron yeah um because the emperor is more to do in this yes i mean there's both the Emperor and Erolan have, especially yes. Erolan, actually. Yeah, I think that's where we should move on to next is the things that they added, the things yeah. that they they changed on their own um, to flesh out the story a bit more. Um, but what did what did you think of the Emperor? Um, yeah, I it was interesting. He's he's kind of a very garish. He dresses garishly. Yeah, a, a lot of shiny clothing. Right. But but kind of uh, acts kind of like a mobster a little bit. Yeah, um, he does. Are you saying that just because he's Italian? Yes. That, uh... Yes, I am. Yep, exactly. Mm, okay. Why I'm saying that. <laughs> uh, but I I liked him. I thought he he was good and um, better than than. I mean, again, another comparison, but uh, yeah, better than the 80, the eighty four version and better than the book version. I could just because we got more of him and he and he did a good a good job at it. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to disagree on your last point, but okay. Better than the book version. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I, I like that the emperor's kind of withheld. Like I understand that it would make sense to, uh, maybe try and have it be more natural, but I, but I think with the book version, ha- like it has an advantage in that, um, even though the emperor doesn't enter the story as a character until the very end, his presence is felt throughout the whole book, and we still get those excerpts of him from Ireland's point of view, um, you know, every now and then. So, like, we still kind of, like, come to learn more about the Emperor 
and the the characters that are around him. Like we learn about Kent Count Fenring, you know, and I feel like his his presence and his role in the book kind of informs like what we know about the Emperor too. So all that's to say is I think the Emperor is actually a a bigger character and has more presence in the book than just his actual appearance towards the end. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I think this this uh, adaptation, though, I mean, the rule kind of is, like, if you expand Erland's part, then you kind of have to expand the Emperor's part. Sure. You know what I mean? I don't think it was wrong to do that. No, no. I, I mean, I think how it stands, I think it it works. Um, but, yeah. I'm I'm definitely more um I'm happier that they that they gave Erlen more to do um actually. Yeah. And again it's like I, I mean I'm I'm not going to compare the two things as you know what's better the book or the or the sci-fi channel miniseries like the book of course is better in in in, in every way but um I think Erlen's kind of subplot was was great and uh in, in something like this, you know, where, you know, because the, the, the text really is like a, a, a very good portion of it is internal monologue. And you can't really do that on, you know, a, a like a live action show very much or else it gets kind of grating. Um, so you do have to kind of add some some things too. you got to add in and subtract and, and kind of concoct a, a careful balance and... Um, what they added generally here, I think, is good, and uh, um, yeah, I mean, what I mean, because because we did actually we in the book we have a good presence of Erlen, but that's only through her writings, you know. Yeah. And and you can't really portray all of those on screen, uh, so to actually have her, uh, you know, as kind of a, a subplot you know plotting her own kind of course was was pretty pretty cool yeah i think she worked better as an active character too and it it really made her decision at the end to go along with paul's plan i feel like um it it made that feel like more uh believable honestly because like you kind of see her throughout these three episodes um plotting trying to figure things out on her own but like also like the more she learns um you know the more she comes to question her own father's um motivations you know and and his actions and so like i think because we get this plot thread of irland like learning how her father has been running the galaxy and the uh you learning know, the, the, lear- vi- the violent... Yeah, learning his hand in the downfall of the Atreides. Right, yeah, like those violent means, um, his his own corruption. Uh, when, when she decides to marry Paul at the end, I feel like that's, um, that's supported by everything that's come before in this miniseries. Yeah, you know, that, absolutely. That she has more of a legitimate and valid reason to... Um, you know, reject her father and reject the established authority of his rule. Yeah. Um, so that 
worked out. Some of the times it was done is like just in the same shit uh, as everything else was like clunky and weird. Like the scene where Irulan goes to fade before he goes out into the, the Coliseum and like, you know, you get all the, the girls like washing him and stuff. And then Irland just shows up and the other girls just like leave, you know? Yeah. And we just keep getting these scenes of, of fade, like, you know, trying to like keep making out with her and he wants to like get it on and shit. And she'll keep, just like pushing him in a way and be like, wait, what about this? And Fatal like say one thing and then just like get back to it. And then she's like, wait, but what about this? And then after Fate says everything and tells her everything that she wants, she gets up without a word. Oh yeah. She just leaves and replaces just herself. Leaves. Just leaves. And then the other girls show up and like Fade doesn't even. No, he doesn't. He doesn't, doesn't even, even realize. Like, register. No. Right. It's as, it's as if he doesn't even know she left. Yeah. You know, like he's yeah. just like that single minded. That um, like any piece of flesh will do, you know. Yeah. Like he just, yeah. Um, but like Very it felt like corner. less of a, felt like less of a character commentary from Fade and just like more of a what the fuck. Well, like, so this movie is horny, <laughs> or, or this miniseries is horny. Yeah, there was not a lot of horniness in. I mean, a little bit of horniness in the book itself, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much none in the '84 movie, and in this. In this, we have, I mean, we we have like you know, we get a we get a love scene with um, the Duke and Jessica. Yeah, the Duke and Jessica. Yep. Which is nice. That's kind of it in the book too. That's that's like a nice love scene. Uh, we see Chani's boobs. We do. We see and, and her boobs. We see Paul we see staring. Paul, right. We see Paul staring at her, and then we see Jessica staring at Paul. Yeah. Staring <laughs> at Chani's boobs. So. <laughs> And multiple, I mean, one one gra- graphic, as graphic as they can be, sex scene between uh, Chani and Paul, and then other yeah. post-sex moments, clearly post-sex right. moments. Right. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that, that that's a, I don't know, that's that's 2000 for you. I guess. I mean, like, it kept, it kept going. Like, if anything, this felt like a weird PG-13 precursor to... Uh... You know the way HBO would make shows. I mean, I, not to say that like this miniseries was was the fucking forebearer of sex scenes on TV, but like oh, I mean, you know. th- this is kind of the the main inspiration for Game of Thrones. I heard. <laughs> um, right, right. But I, how I feel like it is is it, it it feels like kind of the remnants of the edgy '90s. You know, where yeah. it's kind of cool to be edgy and you know show boobs on tv right um yeah so i mean that was interesting um sure (laughs) yeah we see a little bit of the baron's uh antics not as much as in the book but we do see no not not the same way as we do in the uh the the lynch film either no not as much blood i love the unhinged uh like maniacal Baron in uh, in the Lynch film. Same. The Baron in this miniseries, um, there seems to be a lot more focus on like his own cunning and his own planning and plotting. Yeah. Um, which I kind of like that bent to it. Um, 
but but I feel like he just doesn't um he doesn't overact in the way that I guess I would like him to most of the no. time. He's actually a bit more reserved. But he like is. he he does still convey this very like moist uh just like disgusting he's air about him. A he's disgusting just like constantly man. yeah, just constantly yeah. covered in his own perspiration. Yeah. Um, I mean in this kind of sh- production Yeah. I think a more reserved Baron is what what was called for, so I think he did a good job. And Ian McNeese, the actor from uh, that plays him, do you recognize? Was him? in Doctor Who. Yeah, was he in played Doctor w- Who. Winston Churchill. Yeah, <laughs> he played Winston Churchill. What's, what's what's that line? What's that line Winston Churchill says that cracked me up? Oh Remember? fuck, I forgot. He's like, oh, I don't know, something about. Oh fuck! You really don't remember. I don't remember, but I I know you said it a lot after afterwards. He, he's like smoking his cigar, yeah, and he like takes yeah. it out. He's like, "Oh, well, fuck!" Yeah, um, we'll have to we'll 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 figure it out. Damn it! I really thought you would know. Um, I didn't I didn't recognize him right away, but like I was like I could tell like this is the most familiar guy. Like, what the fuck yeah. is he from? And I, yeah, I looked it up after, yeah. and it was Doctor that's, Who. That's funny. And I'm like, oh, Connor must be getting a kick out of this. Oh yeah. So. I mean, they're they're honestly very similar historical figures too. So. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Um man, I I got to say I really got a kick out of the Baron's um like uh bondage cloak yeah. uh attire. Um that was pretty funny. And and both Barons fly. I feel like that was another thing that this this mini series took from the Lynch film. Yeah. Was that the Lynch film envisions the suspensers as flying. And this one the Baron flies too. Yeah, and it's not as outlandish. That. The Baron should not fly. I yeah, think, yeah, so. I I agree with that. It's not as outlandish, but it 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 is there still. It's there. I know. Yeah. Um. I don't know, man. Uh, is there anything you want to focus on here or? Um, no, I mean, I'll just say that the other actors, like, I feel like Jessica is, is really good in this. Um, the actress they got for Jessica, I thought was good. I think she's perfect. The first episode, especially, I feel like she gets none of the empowering moments that she has even in the book. You know, there's no scene with her and hot facing off. I know. So I feel like we're really just left with a more, um, timid portrayal of the character yeah which that happens until doesn't the, sit as well with me in the end i feel like there there's a little bit of of uh of, of fight in her that i liked yeah no it's not it's not gone but i mean i i guess i i just mean to say that i think she's toned down even from the the book version yeah which was kind of up and down you know yeah, i think she yeah. even has less to do unfortunately yeah so that's, that's true that's true but I, I do think the actress was a good choice Okay, so what else is on your list? Um, I don't know. I mean, obviously, we're not going to like go over the the plot necessarily. Like when we talk about the things that are are different that we wouldn't have covered just from talking about Dune, we get like the Irland thing. Yeah. Um, trying to think of like what else might be significant that was changed or added i mean well so um, so what what i've got is um 
we see more of Leto too, the original Leto too, in this than we oh, do, even yes. do in the book. I I did want to talk about that because we get the scene of the baby fucking yes. dying. Yes, I know. That's it, that that I was so I was shocked. Yeah, I mean, um, so, so that that's, I that's more of the edginess. For. Like, yeah, we 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 see right up until the baby is murdered, and then obviously his parent, you know, the parents realize it, and it's 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 very sad. Like, it's it's touching. Like, I feel like. It was touching in the book because that's kind of a turning point for Paul. But like, it's like it's it's like more of a pronounced moment in in this series, uh, which I yes. thought was good. Um, like I don't, it's it's it sucks that he's a throwaway character. Um, we got we got a yeah so so that and then uh, beheading Raban at the end was pretty intense. Oh yes, thank you. Those are two good things to to focus on. You're right. Um, for Leto the second, um, interestingly too, Paul still never has a scene with his child. He does. He does. He does. There's there's a very short scene where he's holding the baby. They're 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 walking into the sea etch and and uh, and he's holding the baby. Oh, see, I forgot about that, and I was going to mention how they, even though they show more of the baby, still not with Paul. Ever, it's like, it's still it's book. yeah. Well, I mean, it's barely anything. It's like a five yeah. second, less than five second scene. I mean, even so, because I mean, in the book, there's literally nothing. Literally nothing, right? I know. So I know. Um, yeah, that uh, that scene, I I think was done pretty well. I mean, it's another one of those like you could kind of. I don't know. I'm not really looking to pick at it. Yeah, I think I do think it was done well, um, and I, I think it was a good decision yeah. to to focus on that. Um, what do you think of Aaliyah in this? You mean Alia? Alia, yes. My apologies. Honestly, um, I thought she was kind of annoying. Uh, um, I I I I liked her a lot in this. I. I just don't think that it must be such a difficult task to try and find a child actress who would be the the right age for how Aaliyah is physically, but um, to be able to try and portray the like confidence and self-assuredness in a way that just does not come across as a child doing it, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, for what it's worth, I do think that Aaliyah in this miniseries is, like, fine. But something about her face, I just, like, straight up did not like. Um, so that was, like, really hard for me <laughs> to, like, get into, to get over because um, I just... Uh... But honestly, Aaliyah in the fucking Lynch movie, I... I, I don't know. I didn't really. I don't. I, mean, I forget what I said at the time. But I think like, it's the same kind of. It, it's the same kind of character. It's like, I I wouldn't even be surprised if they if they just cryogenically froze the kid after after they finished <laughs> filming the '84 movie and then just reanimated right. her for this one. It could be the same with a slightly expanded role, barely a barely expanded role. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, but well, I mean, obviously, Aaliyah doesn't have a lot to do in the book, but what no. she does have to do is cool. And I like that we get more of her um, teasing the Baron. We get to see, like, I think a bit more of the death scene. Like that is in the Lynch yeah. movie, but and, it does and feel like it's focused. We get on a more. we get a nice scene of 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 her talking to Jessica and Jessica kind of yep. comforting her, which is which is a, a you know a nice scene in the book too. That's that's yes, that was nice. Yeah, it was, and I liked how it kind of like touched back onto. Um, her motherly instincts earlier in the miniseries because when Paul says he's a freak after his yeah. first vision, Jessica's like, what are you talking about? You know, you're not a freak, this and that. Um, and so when Aaliyah says the same thing, you know, Jessica's first reaction is like, who told you that? Or like, where'd yeah. you learn mm-hmm. that? You know? Um, so yeah, I, I think Jessica's um, comfort is, is good. And they do have a really good, they do have a really good scene. Yeah. Um, in fact, I, I, I think that scene ends with like Aaliyah having a really good line, actually. Aaliyah or Jessica, it ends on this line that I liked. And like Jessica cries like a single tear on, yeah. Uh, yeah. on Aaliyah's face. Yeah. Um, so that, that, that was good. It was good. Um, and as for the, the Raban thing, um, I... That was another thing that, like, I thought made sense to change, you know, like, not just have him be killed indiscriminately in the worm attack. Um, And at first, I was like, oh, shit, is he going to cross paths with Gurney? Like, are they going to do that? Um, That would have been nice. It would have been, I guess. I I certainly would have probably... talked about it as a positive thing here but um i also think it makes a lot of sense for the people to be the one to kill him because obviously Raven's the ruler uh, atrocities right are yeah yeah are focused on the the killing of the people he's affected the the common man the common individual and so um i i think it's you know, uh, solid storytelling to have the the people themselves be the ones to to rise up yeah. and and kill him. And I, I think it's the same boy that holds his head as the one who uh, saved the Othium, the faded kin. Yeah, Othium, yeah. right in the city. I think it's the same boy. I think it which is too. Was interesting yeah. too. Yeah, seeing a little kid hold up the the previous ruler's head. Pretty bad. I know. Nice it's like, so sweet, right? Um, what a good kid. One other thing, so also Stilgar in this. Um, yeah. He's okay. He's okay as Stilgar. But mm-hmm. d- d- Paul meets Stilgar earlier in this. Does he? I thought he met Stilgar in the war room. Does he in the book? Is that Stilgar in the book? Or is that Stilgar- a different Fremen? No, no. Stilgar does show up to the, the war room meeting in the book. Okay. That is him. That's when Stilgar's first introduced. And then when you meet Stilgar later out in the desert, you go, oh, shit. That's the same guy. Yeah, see, I never had that oh, shit moment. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I thought they were streamlining it and, and, uh, not, and, and not adding more Fremen. I don't know. Um, no, but no. I, I was surprised to see him so early on. Um, we both uh, kind of tripped up our, our memories a bit here with our thinking about the miniseries, thinking about the book. So uh, yeah, I don't blame but, you. But yeah, I'm almost positive it's still Gar in the book. Still. Okay. Also, I, I do think a lot of the Paul Chani moments in this are really good. I think they handled their relationship very well. There's there's a lot of love there. 
Um, but I don't think she ever calls him Usul. There's no mention of Usul. No, Usul's never. No, she calls him Muad'Dib. Right. Yeah, I think they just wanted. I mean, talking about streamlining. I think they're like Paul's got enough names. You know, they yeah. already they did like the Mahdi thing, and then the Kwisatz Haderach, and the Voice from the Outer World, and the Man Who Can Be Many Places at Once. And, yeah. You know, yeah, so true. I think they were just like. Paul's the Duke name and Muad'Dib's the Fremen name, and they just fucking yeah, that's, said that's, that's that. fine. That's fine. Also, not. I mean, I don't know if, if Jihad has ever said. No, that that is something I wanted to mention too. Not only is it never said, it's like pretty much written out. Well, like there are small lines alluding to. Um, it's it's you know, very Paul being aware of this. Yeah, but it's it's very it's, very subtly be be uh, you know alluded to yeah i mean it's less of a focus than it was even in the david lynch film yeah yeah you know even given the extended runtime they try to distance themselves more from the jihad yeah rather than have it be a part of the story i think it's fine it's it's fine i think crusade is said once and then a holy war is said once as well but i think that's it yeah no they definitely don't say jihad and they don't even really care about it like it's it's not something that's ever really like resolved or worried about too much which so. is interesting because i mean that's the the big complaint for the new dune movies trailer is that they use crusade instead of jihad but i mean i i, I don't really care what they refer to it as but i think it'll get more representation in the new movie at least yeah which which is good because because the 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 future jihad really is kind of one of the most um alluring parts of the book you know just kind of that that sense of dread and inevitability plus you know while they were making this miniseries i didn't realize it was three years apart so they might not have known that this would have been successful and they would make more but i was kind of under the impression watching this that they always had a plan or an idea that they would make both parts and so you would think if you're going to make the sequels exactly that you would also want to include the jihad in maybe even more of a way i know because that does obviously play a big part in messiah so yeah although you know for what it's worth too since we're talking about it i can understand in a way why um hollywood now would not want to use the word jihad in the movie <clears throat> but this miniseries came out before 9-11. It's pre-9-11, you know? exactly. There's no excuses. And they still were like, nah, no fuck excuses. it. <laughs> we're, not, we're not touching it. <laughs> they probably made a good call. Uh, but, <clears throat> but but yeah, because that's what I thought too. If this was after 9-11, that it would make perfect sense. Right. But also, if this was after 9-11, there would be no Middle Eastern music. The Fremen yeah. would be, you know. Whiter. Yeah, more whiter, <laughs> more Western, Westernized. Like that wouldn't have like none of that. I mean, they probably wouldn't even be, have been produced, honestly. Yeah, yeah, right. They they just wouldn't have made it. Yeah, uh, that's exactly it. So, um, but then again, we are getting Children of Dune, COD O three in O three. So yes, um, yes, we'll see how that. Know, s- something to be said that of course that's riding off the back of the success of this previous thing. So. Um, but I mean, made in a very different climate, so we'll we'll see what yeah. what ha- I mean, and they can even play off of you know play off the westernization of the Fremen as as part of Paul's rule too, if they wanted to do that, you know that that is very true. So I suppose we'll see. Yeah, um, I don't know, man. Overall, I'd say uh, I think that this miniseries was 
fun to watch. Like that's yeah. kind of what I was like left with. Oh yeah, same. I wasn't like super excited. Like once I watched the first episode, I was like, that was pretty solid. The second episode I thought was the weakest. There were some some like big parts in that where I was like, man, this is just like not very yeah. well made. Um, and then the third one I think finished pretty strong. So I agree with that. Um, you know, even though I wasn't always like excited, like after I watched that the first episode, it's like I liked it, but I it didn't feel like I had this like desire to be like, oh man, I gotta watch the next one. Like I was okay with having a few days in between. Yeah. You know? Um. But what I what I do appreciate is that um. It it was entertaining, and it would would either be entertaining for you know, kind of silly things like the quality of some of the costumes or the overacting, like when Paul screams into the camera and, you know, yeah. like we get some good yelling moments that we are do. so fucking stupid. Mm. Um, so I had a lot of, I, a lot of fucking fun watching it. Um, and some parts of it were just like genuinely good and yeah. was like a strong adaption yeah. you know it was enjoyable to to see you know um i was kind of left with this thought like after the lynch film you know this was 16 years removed and so like if you're a dune fan it, it kind of feels like dune is um and I don't know if, uh, you know, the new movie is going to have any effect on this or not, but it feels like Dune is still in this, this form where like, I imagine Lord of the Rings was before the Peter Jackson movies, you know, um, because there is no like definitive live action version of these characters, you know, no, no. like, the Lynch film and the miniseries, I think both have a equal claim to like validity in people's minds, just depending on whichever one you like more. You know? Yeah. Um, whereas like the Lord of the Rings Jackson movies, you know, it's like, I don't know for how much longer, but it feels like it could be like decades. Like people are going to be thinking of Elijah Wood when you think of Frodo, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like absolutely. that's just the way it fucking is. Like it's the template at this point. Um, so like I can imagine being a Dune fan in 2000 and just being excited to like have anything, you know, yeah, even yeah. if it's oh, a fucking absolutely. sci-fi shit movie or yeah. series, like just to be able to see these characters portrayed, just to have something to, to watch, to visualize this series that, that you would, you know, love so much. Um, and I, I think for what it's worth, this series has a lot of heart, you know, like I think there was a lot of effort despite what it looks like sometimes that went into making this. And I think there was a lot of like care and craft. Um, and so it was enjoyable to, to watch that. Like it's one of those things that just feels like it kind of wears its heart on its sleeve and, and doesn't really care that it's, you know, stumbling half the time and that's fine. So, uh. That's where I'm at with it. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I think you're, you're, you're pretty much right. And I mean, the cool thing is, um, this new movie does have the potential to be that definitive adaptation. And 
if the like the early screener reviews are anything to go by like it 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 sounds like it there's a good chance that it it will be just a matter of if if this uh pandemic is going to fuck it up or not right we'll what see. are your um final thoughts on our mini series here the mini series um yeah I, I i think i think you're spot on it it was it was a lot of fun um and it adds a little bit to the story. It kind of adds some layers to it, which I thought were cool and also fun. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was entertaining. And as a Dune fan, it, it's it's always kind of a thrill to see these things on screen um, and, and see different interpretations. Um, as a side as a sci-fi channel miniseries, it's certainly not as bad, not nearly as bad as it could have been. Uh, so that's, that's a good thing. Um, but yeah, besides that, I think it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's a good fun little piece of, of, uh, Dune, Dune history. Right on. Doesn't really do anything super special, but, but it's a, it's a fun little piece of the pie. <laughs> Right on. Well, all right, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for talking and doing with me. This was a cool break. Yeah, yeah. You want to uh, do a plug and we'll sign off? Yeah, sounds good. Um, if you like just talking about this, wait until we talk about the freaking 2003, or sorry, COD, COD 03. Yeah. <laughs> Next week, probably. Um, you can email us at productions at gmail.com. Oh no, sorry. I do do his pod at gmail.com. Uh, still overflowing with, with, with mail. It's very difficult to get through. Um, but I'll get through it all one of these days. Um, we are on Twitter and Instagram at TV. And as always, until next time. The Spice Must Flur. Mm-hmm.